When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dubyard, Dubland Podcast, up your ear holes. Okay, there you go now. Oh, Jesus, right. So there you are now, so. <clears throat> oh, yeah. On? Is this thing on? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. God, first thing. Oh, sorry, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I am very sorry because we're a day late now. It'll still come out at the same time. but It won't come out at the same time. Today it's going to be late because oh, I have shit. a lot of shit to do right. today. But well, I'm very sorry because I was. it was Easter Monday. You actually, <laughs> you look your eyes I like two piss holes in the snow. I know, now, in fairness, you have only got out of bed though, so. Well, I'm actually out of bed a, couple, a good while at this stage. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm just obviously still in recovery. Easter Monday. That Easter that comes around once every hundred years, to be fair, to me credit, it's not like it happens all the time. Uh, but Easter Monday came around. It was the hundred years for the nineteen sixteen uh, rising, and uh, yeah, I went into town. I went into town. I went in early. Oh, Jesus, it was great, crack. Lovely people. Uh, everyone doing the role plays. I got my picture taken with all the people dressed up in all the gear. I just, I was following you on uh, Instagram or yeah. on on Twitter. I don't know which one, but I kind of had an idea where we were getting to. But yeah. I was, I was like, it was like, oh, I'm leaving Cork. I'm gonna go to Dublin. I'm gonna get to see what's happening. Oh, look, it's a gorgeous day in Dublin. Woohoo! Pictures, 1916. Oh, hey lads, gone. And then it, just, and then the last picture was one that you just WhatsApped to me privately, which was just a picture of a pint. <laughs> I was like, that's the end of it now. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Oh, you see, I love Easter anyway. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I love Easter anyway. And then it's literally at the hundred years. It's the hundred. It'll never. I won't live till the bicentennial. uh, I don't imagine unless they come up with a cure for living or a cure. Yeah, you'd be like 140. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) which is impressive. Yeah, which would be very impressive. So I went to Cork, and in Cork, in fairness, what a city Cork is. Oh, what a city Cork is. I mean, the crack. That is going on down there was just unbelievably the good, the goodest of fun, and I got, I went to, I kept myself very normal. Okay. I didn't go mad. I went uh, for a couple of lunches. Uh, went to Oliver, whatever Plunkett's, I think is the name of the pub. Lovely pub that put me in the humour. Then the hu- now a good humour put me in a great humour. And then afterwards we were back in the hotel. I says ah oh, no, we won't go too mad. We're out in the bikes. We're doing a bit of messing. Uh, went back Easter Monday. I thought, can Dublin possibly live up? To what Cork lived up to. And as I said, a wonderful old day. The sun was out. People were smiling. Everyone was happy. I was uh, on top of the world. I kept bumping into people I hadn't met for ages. And then I met a bunch of people in town. He says, come on, do you know what we do? We go for the one point. And uh, I have no idea what happened. I have no idea. Did you do like a, a bar crawl kind of around town? Did you go and, you know, do know. all the places where the rebels would have gone for drinks? Yeah, like yeah. cocktail clubs. Yeah. And... <laughs> I, I heard Pori Pierce popped into the vintage cocktail club for uh, a Singapore sling. <laughs> Pori... 
surrendered. I, I do know I was the last person out of the vintage cocktail club and I do oh, know damn. I was and then I went do you know that is all these towers it's one of those pubs that for some reason you can stay open it's a light bar like all like, oh, yeah. night yeah or um, I don't know what that's called there's one on the keys is that it I don't know what that's called yeah. it's a pub that's just for some reason is allowed to do whatever the fuck they like they can break the law and I was in there till no, after no, four I think some of them have like it goes and they have lock-ins because there's one right on the keys because when I worked breakfast when I would be driving into work the lads would all be standing outside at half five, six o'clock having smokes and beers. Yeah, there you go. I don't know how some people get away with it. It's just seems to be thing. And then I was in there and then I woke up the next morning and to be honest... Uh, Which was for, yesterday when we were supposed to record. Yeah, this is what I was like, oh, I'm not, I got away with it. I thought I got away with it and I sat up in the bed and that was it all day long. I was like... It was like a bulimic sort of Olympians. I was like just going Rah! all day. All day. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And you know when you have to do that move where you can't carry the weight of your own head. Uh, <laughs> but to carry it forward will just make you sick. Yeah. So I'm walking around the house for the whole day looking at the ceiling. Just walking around looking at the ceiling. Knowing if I look down I'm going to get sick on the dog or sick on my feet or get sick on something. And, and people ask me what's wrong. It's obvious what's wrong. It was Easter Monday. I'm full of chocolate and booze and <laughs> cocktails. Me, I'm full of chocolate. Oh, but and it was a hangover I haven't had. It was one of those hangovers I haven't had Did since I was a teenager. Did you drink wine or anything? Uh, or no. spirits? Just probably spirits and smidics. Spirits and smidics. It's a very unusual mix. It's silage and <laughs> champagne, really, isn't it? <laughs> All I knew. And then you can't think about the drink. See, if you had it coming <sighs> yesterday, we couldn't have even discussed this because you would have, like, been even. Because you know, when you've been out drinking and then you're hungover, see, so you still look a bit ropey, yeah. yeah. I'm only coming around. Because you probably just have a normal hangover today. You know, when you get, like, a really bad hangover like that yesterday that grips you, today really is only just your hangover. And then tomorrow it's kind of just the end of the hangover. Yeah, That's tomorrow's what happens. The end. Yeah, and I, then the age doesn't help. Oh, does it fucking not, Suzanne? Does it not help? No. What the fuck? What does that even have to do with anything? You're just sticking that in there. Look, that's just... just oh, yeah. And a car stand on top of us all, PJ. Aren't you an old man? <laughs> to be honest with you, PJ, one of the good things about me is that I know to hit a man when he's down. <laughs> and I know. Unfortunately, you're right. And honestly, as well, yesterday you were supposed to be here and you dumped me uh, and didn't come and do the podcast. And then you just told me that you fucked off to do Potter Rooney with Joe Rooney. I did, yeah. I did Joe Rooney's so, podcast like, not at two only- o'clock. At two o'clock, to be fair, we were supposed to do it like at 11. <laughs> you're a podcast. You're a podcast. Except you don't make that. But you go and make a guest appearance on somebody else's podcast. So theirs will go out on time. Oh, I feel I really let Joe down. I let him down. Joe! Yeah. You let Joe down. I let Joe you? down more than I let us down. Because I turned up for Joe's. Talk to Joe. Right, I turned up to talk to Joe. And yeah. Joe was lovely and we were getting on. I, I don't know what I said. I've no idea what I said. And then... About four or five minutes left into the podcast, uh, I said, I have to go. I'm going to get sick. And he was like, ha, 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 yeah. I went, no, Joe, I'm going to get sick. And uh, yeah, at the end of the podcast is literally me. Wait, you hear it. It comes out next week, I think. You'll hear me. It's just like uh, going, Joe, I have to go. I'm going to get sick. And he goes, oh, ha, are you serious? Yeah. And you hear me running out the door to go to get sick. Where does Joe record his podcast? Jesus. Uh, South William Street. There's a place in South William Street there. Uh, right oh, little the, studio. Little studio, yeah. Happy days. Lovely spot, lovely nice. spot. If I'm we... sorry, Joe, by the way. I really, I, I let you down. I, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to record it with you again if I can, because it was, I was... Uh, all right, keep, you just keep the adultery to... Just take it easy, yeah, all right? Okay. <laughs> I just think I own right. one. Yeah, you own one, all right. That was yeah. me sitting there yesterday going... I know, but here we are. And we are here. Pulling so. it off, pulling it off. I'm not pulling anything off. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you know what it means. Keep it to your own None self. of those in your endos. What episode are we? 23. Three. Episode 23 of the Dublin podcast. Um, firstly, just to say, um, after all of that, thank you so much for all the tweets at Dublin podcast, at PJ Gallagher and at Suzanne4FM because... There's been some fantastic tweets this week. And also, to boot, because people are going backwards, they're sending great emails. Like, really great emails. Sean O'Farrell, uh, loving the podcast, only heard about the podcast on the Chris Moyle show, laughing me whole off so much. So straight away I was like, well, he's Irish. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing your whole off. Yeah, exactly. You can only be from one particular island. I have even put it on in the radio and work, and all the English lads are loving it. In two days, we caught up on all the podcasts, saving today's for tomorrow. Keep it coming, Yes, I'll be do. Uh, will he be doing a live show? We're going to look into that. So he's in Norwich with all the lads. Hiya, how's it going? Um, Suzanne and PJ fucking love the podcast. Honestly, love it to bits. Found it because of Chris Moyles mentioned it, and I thought I'd give it a go because I love the Irish sense of humour. Started listening to it last Friday, and I've already listened to every single one, which I'm pissed off about with myself for doing that because now I have to wait a week for another podcast to <laughs> shove it in my ear holes. <laughs> But seriously, I love it to bits. Uh, it's the business. Just listening to you both is the easiest thing. Feels like I'm listening to me mates uh, just having a laugh. So thank you for bringing a smile to my face. I appreciate you both taking the time uh, to do so out of your busy schedule. We don't really have that busy no, schedule. You're all right. Uh, I live the other side of the Irish Sea in Liverpool, but you're technically Irish though, to be honest with you, Mike. Uh, but 100%, I'd come over and see a live recording of the podcast if you did such event. Uh, thanks and all the best. That's Mike in Liverpool. But he's technically Irish. I, we, I claim all Liverpoolian as our own. Yeah. 100%. All the Liverpoolers are definitely Irish, aren't they? Um, yeah, and then another great one as well about random questions. So this comes in from Simon Charman. Uh, you mentioned random questions that we should send you because we asked ages ago to email us podcast yeah, yeah. at gmail.com if you had a random question. So his was, if you had a pound or one euro, uh, what would you rather buy? A Mound Pinballs, uh, they're the fruit and cola flavour chewy sweets and incidentally are quite <laughs> zingy or Haribo Fantastic sweets are tank tossage, which are zizzy, fruity flavoured Coke and sweet gums. Um, so basically, he wants to know uh, which one you go for, Mam or, or Haribo. I've eaten half a pack and each of so far today, and I have a bellyache. Right. If I was him, I'd stick. I go, I'm, see, I'm very brand loyal. I have to say, I'm very brand loyal. Uh, I don't know those other fellas. The first ones you mentioned, I never heard of them. The Mawams. Never heard of a, ma- a Mawam. So I'd have to stick with the old. Um, I'd have to go Haribo. Fantastic or, or tang-fastic. I love an old tang-fastic. Oh, I love yeah. it. I, I love like a tang-fastic, but you have to be in a very particular humour for a tang-fastic. Yeah. It's like kind of going for a vindaloo. You know the way sometimes you'll have a regular curry, which is like having regular jellies. You know yeah. the way the dinosaur-shaped yolks, and then there's this natural... Oh, I don't like those. They're not ah, confectionery company. Oh, they're fucking lovely. They're fucking lovely, so they are. They're gorgeous. There's something about them, and it's like they always have you spoofed into thinking it's like one of your five a day. Yeah. So it's almost like healthy Hello, Mr. jelly. Dinosaur. Oh, black currant. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yum, 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 yum. And then you sometimes you just think you know something. It's not enough. It's not enough. So yeah, you go want for the your e numbers. You want your e numbers, and you want the sugar. That sugar fix you get off a tang fastic or a fantastic, whatever the fuck it is. That you all sometimes you have to have them. They're just, oh, they're great. They're proper hangover jellies, they are. They I can't wake eat you up. jellies when I'm hungover. Too sweet. I go sour when I'm hungover. But I, I, Mawams are the reason that I nearly ended up in pregnancy fat camp. When I was pregnant on Ushin, I was mad for Mawams. I had pockets of the stuff. I was, I was essentially like a fat kid going to school back in the, the 80s. Like <laughs> I had pockets full of Mawams and Haribo and just sit there. And eventually failed one of the tests one day. And they were like, you're, you know, you're thin. And well, other than the pregnancy, you really shouldn't have gestational diabetes and it would turn out that it was the level of sweets that I was eating in my pregnancy. So I'm an equal opportunities fatty. 
Yeah, of course you are. That's the only way to be a fatty. Yeah. If you're going to be a fatty, you can't be a judgmental one. No, don't. that's just the way don't you have hating. to go. I'll, I'd have both. So there you go. <laughs> Did you eat loads of Easter eggs? Now? No, I can't. It's amazing. You know, there's some there's different stages in a man's life. I've realised coming through. You know, when you're growing up. Yeah, yeah, one of them is Pancake Tuesday. You know Pancake oh, Tuesday? That's my favourite my favorite holiday. Yeah, your favourite holiday. So uh, on Pancake Tuesday, and it's like, uh, how many did you have? And everybody's out doing each other in the schoolyard. Oh, yeah. I had five, I had ten, I had twelve. And then Easter Sunday rocks around as it always does. And Easter Sunday, the same old game starts. You know, how many eggs do you How many eggs do you Oh, I'd loads of five or six. What you get? Crunchies and all, whatever it is. And then uh, one day you stop doing that. Yeah. Do you know you why? You don't display them. Yeah, no, you know why? Why? John Henderson told me why. Because one day, somebody comes into the schoolyard and he goes, how many Easter eggs did you have? And he says, none. And he says, none! No, but I did get a blowjob and it's a new game. It's a new game. And all of a sudden, it's a new game. It's just new. And you just go, right, I think Easter eggs don't matter anymore. John Henderson told me that. And it's true. John, it is absolutely true. You found, you go from pancakes, you discover chocolate. I'm missing out in life, to be honest, because I'm still stuck with the pancakes. Well, you see, you can't really go on to the next level, unfortunately for you. You don't have the apparatus. You're more the giver than the receiver. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're you're more like Mr. Cadbury in this this little role. Bye. (laughs) You can't. You can. I am the John Willy Wonka. You're the Willy Wonka. You're the Willy Wonder. We'll call you that way. Uh, right, whereas okay. most people, you're the Willy Wonka. But yeah, yeah. And that's why all of a sudden that conversation never happens so again. So does that change then as a teenage boy to instead of around Easter, how many Easter eggs do you get to, how many blowjobs did you get? Well, yeah, it just becomes a different game. Uh, that's what John told me. It's, it becomes, a, it's all of a sudden, it's not how many of that and it's just how, it's a new indulgence. It would say. be inappropriate at this point to say how many blowjobs you got over Easter because I don't think. Well, the answer is fairly obvious to be honest I didn't get one uh, but you are looking into having your ribs removed <laughs> yeah is that a thing is that prince, actually a thing wasn't it prince they said that prince had like three of his uh, three I, of his ribs removed so he could give himself a blow yeah and Jimmy Somerville they used to say was about Jimmy, Jimmy Somerville, Somerville as well, as well. Yeah. basically anybody that was gay in the 1980s they said gay? huh is prince gay oh no well, prince was I don't think prince is gay but uh, he was camp that was enough to be called gay mm. in the 80s uh, so I think anyone back then there was just this rumour immediately followed you around he had, your ribs, he had his ribs removed to give himself a blowjob as if that would just be a gay thing <laughs> as if it would be just gay I think people. that would just be a male thing I think yeah exactly if you could have your ribs <laughs> removed be. and it wasn't too painful most men would be like is this on a is it, can you get that done the HSE can yeah you? they'd be there going oh, gee, are you no sure? no to be honest with you now Jacques I'm not that well so what I think you should do here is if you just take the, the bottom three would if you, you look look <laughs> Oh, yeah. You just go, why? Oh, you know yourself. I can't talk anyone else into it. Uh, I've cleaned it and everything. I'm too old for Easter eggs. Uh, So I think I should be allowed to give myself an old blowy every so often. Uh, So if you don't mind, uh, if you'd stick it on me tab there, please. Well, congratulations. You fucking ruined Easter. Well, I didn't ruin Easter technically. The first lad to get a blowjob did. But I I still love Easter. Obviously, like I am, I can can give myself an Easter egg without removing parts of my body. So yeah, I still love Easter. Even if I do end up with the most atrocious hangover of all time. Yeah, I still do love Easter. I do. I love it. But was that ever a thing? I don't think it was. People removing their ribs to give themselves blowies. I don't think it was. Well, if you know, do you know what though? I'm pretty sure that every, every area somebody has grown like you know the way there's there's uh, all the, the tails like 
people growing up so I'm sure somebody somewhere knows of somebody or heard a rumour about somebody down the road who had three ribs removed because it was the same as I remember hearing the story about the boy who's obviously nameless because they couldn't tell his name because just in case they couldn't tell his name yeah. um, that he nearly died you never hear that story. Well, that, that did the rounds. I knew the rounds on the south side was that he nearly died because the girl didn't know. I I honestly believe this was put out by teenage boys just so that they got a good blowjob, but that they put it out to say that the girl nearly killed him because she blew. Oh, she, like she took it as a literal. Blew <laughs> <laughs> up she his put, balls. She put air into his system, went up, air went into his lungs, and died. So. That was that was the story that did the rounds when I was a teenager. Do you know? And I I really. <laughs> That's that, such a stupid story. But I think it was put out by I think it was put out by by young teenage boys just so that there was never any confusion. I remember trying to tell someone I actually did a sketch on TV about it once that uh, if somebody chokes in a restaurant, right? And I've tried to tell them that uh, you can't obviously give them CPR because the air won't go past whatever's blocked in their throat. <laughs> so right. what you need to do is take their trousers out down and Breathe into the penis as if it's a snorkel. So you had to breathe into the penis. So like one, two, three. <gasps> you breathe in, and that the testicles could act as miniature lungs, and that the, tex- the testicles would take in some air and pass it as if miniature lungs and put it back into the system, into the bodily system. Yeah, and then if you blew hard enough, you would dislodge whatever was stuck in their throat. I'm, I swear to God, I mean, it was drink taken, but I almost had them. I almost, like, only, the, only the shithead with me laughed so much. I was the, I could, I think I could have had them. I think I actually could have had him believing it. And I would have loved if I did have, if I could have had him believing it. Imagine him like being on a plane or something. <laughs> the lad next to him. Says, I got no. this. And he's like, don't worry, people. Is there a doctor on that plane? No. But I know what to do. <laughs> He starts. Let me put my goggles on. Snorkeling. Puts the goggles on. Blows up your man's horn. <laughs> your man's. Imagine what. Why are you opening his trousers? Don't worry. Yeah, don't don't worry. PJ Gallagher told me about this over a pint. This is <laughs> a court bar. Case. It's a court case waiting to happen. Oh God. Yeah, well, it's great what you can sort of tell people. It's great what you can sort of tell Believe people. anything when you're grown up. Like you. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I have, a, I have a question for you. Because, oh, um, did, did you ever do... Uh, you are, you're into all your um, China Terry and all those sort of lads. Yes. Do you... Does meditation work? Yes. Uh, uh, how, now, how, like, without <clears throat> being facetious or without being a smarty pants, how do we know it works? Because... I was recommending. What are you? What are you trying to meditate for, or what's your purpose? Just you know to empty the head, so I can basically sit in a room and not be thinking about do men Chill remove out. their ribs or you know they're getting a uh, snorkel blowjob. I mean, yeah, all these ridiculous things. I mean, head's a busy place. It's a busy place. It's, yeah. there's, there's not a lot of rest goes on in this head. You know, you can see it in my face that there's a lot of busyness going on. It's why I look like, uh, why I've got a face like a burst football. There's a lot going on in the background there. Yeah. Uh, and somebody said to me, just try the meditation, right? But I'm one of these, I can't take anyone's word for anything. I have to Google, uh, you know, and, and uh, I can't find anything that says, like sciency that says it's actually a thing. It's just a load of uh, sort of hippies. I think psychology is more... Would probably be more you. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, but here's the difference. I think I'm a bit of a psychosis. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that could cost a fortune. Yeah, that's and true. And take years in therapy. Whereas if I could sit down in a room with a hippie 
for you know an hour a week and um, no, but you I'm don't. I don't better. think you need to sit down with a hippie. I, without being all clingy clangy, whatever, because uh, again, I would swallow a brick. I did kind of meditate a good bit when I was pregnant, and I tried to. Uh, just kind of just can't because I'd be like you I, I would explain my head as an attic full of boxes and everyone's just messed everything out of the boxes and no one's put them all back do you know it's a lot of stuff going on I need to put them all back in their places yeah yeah so I meditate a lot but so I would listen to YouTube so you can go on um, but I found it very difficult you know when they do the you're lying down and you're in a field and I'm like oh what's in the field oh what's over there yeah you see like, this I find is exactly that the thing yeah so then what my meditation ended up being was that I kind of start to I would start stop trying to fight the field I'd go for a wander around the field and then eventually I'd actually start to calm down and calm down but you had there because like, you would be like me there has to be no distractions yeah, so event like eventually you'd have to do it. For me, I would have had to do it at eleven o'clock at night, where it was calm and dark, and I could just chill. And that's the way you do it, right? But there's other people like you know, what I sting who are tantric and whatnot. They're all like, and they can go into a sense of zen. Yeah, but then I met this woman. I'm just N. I met this woman, and she's a lovely woman, lovely woman. But I have to say, and she's not an idiot. Okay. I know she's not an idiot, but she's saying to me, she went to a, this meditation retreat. Oh, they went to be in really India. Good. <clears throat> yeah, in India, and I, she was there. Well, what? What did you do? She goes, "Oh, well, we all sort of sat in a room, and you can't answer your phone, and yeah, you, you know, you don't talk unless you have to talk." I said, "But sure, I can do that at home. I can literally do that in the home, at home, and watch the fucking telly. You know, I can watch it get get stuck into a box set for a couple of days." What about yoga? I've done yoga loads of times. Have you done um the hot? Room yoga, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I've done that. Have you done no, that? I don't. Un- it's I, not, that wouldn't be for me now, personally. Yeah. I don't understand what in the name of Jesus is going on there. I went to do it and so you're doing me, everything. I just think it would smell. It does smell. It does smell. And all you're doing is making, all you're doing is sweating your hole off. You're just going to sweat your hole off. Like, you go in, you do everything that you would do in a normal yoga class and you could do it comfortably and make it as difficult as you want, but you've decided, I'm going to just sweat my hole off yeah. with a crack and then you have to replace it all with water anyway. You're as well off going to gym. See, I think, I think you get your, your yoga and your meditation in the gym. Do you know what I mean? I like, think I so think too. That that's your, everybody has their sense of that they have their release and I think that that's probably yours. Like, I couldn't go to a yoga class. I'd be caught up with what everybody else was wearing or doing or their hair. Or, yeah, or I'm the head of your man. Yeah. Be like, look at the head of your man. Because you know the there's going to be onion. some fella. Look at And I'm wondering why everybody else isn't staring. Yeah. You know that yeah. one? That's what I'd be doing because I'm a fucking child yeah. because I can't <laughs> concentrate. It's like ADHD or something. Yeah, I can't get my head together. That's what it is, basically. That's what the real problem. Oh, I have a big problem this week. Oh, uh, go on. Now, this is the thing. Actually, do you know something? I ate badly this week for one particular reason because have you noticed that the he- why am I always ending up in these subjects? But have you noticed, right? The healthier you eat, the worse your farts get. Right. It's, now, it's I'm not talking. Okay. Super, superstar level of not just noise, but the stink. I've been out walking the dog and I've had to like, walk into bushes and all because I'm afraid. I'm afraid a responsible real adult is going to walk past me and say, that man is after cacking his pants. I'm actually afraid because I've been doing nothing but eating healthy, right? Uh, I told you I'm back on the chicken and all because it's a land fish. I don't see it as an actually an animal. It's the biggest uh, gimmick ever, but go on. And, uh, it says he's arrived in with a bucket of KFC. That's not a land fish. <laughs> oh, no, those chickens. Oh, Shut up. Them chickens. Let's not get into you it. No, those chickens. No, no feathers. No, no, no. Let's Sitting not talk in the dark. Shut up. <laughs> That's how they quack. Oh, no, chickens don't quack. 
What's the chickens do? The cluck. The cluck, yeah. That's the KFC chickens. They're in their little cages in the dark. It's like the fucking Auschwitz of where they keep chickens. Like, help! That's what they do. Help! Help! Into the dinner box. I don't know why that guy was Polish. But you know what I mean? That's a different level of chicken anyway. altogether. I'm only eating chickens who are like, you know, they go to the gym, they do their meditation, <laughs> they've had a few ribs removed so they can keep themselves happy. Those are the chickens I eat. Chickens who've lived a good fucking life. They're the chickens I eat. Oh, but I've noticed the healthier my diet gets, the worse the farts. And I mean, okay. not just in, st- in stinkiness, which is, which is a problem, but the, the noise... The fucking noise. It's like, I think I was talking about it before. It's like a gunshot. <laughs> bang! Okay. Like the, whoop, bang! And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And then all of a sudden, like a second later, I'm like, even I can't stand it. You know the way, like, no matter, you know something's fairly smelly, but to a man, his own fart can smell like a good aftershave. It can. It's like a good aftershave. Because it's as if you walk fart, you built it up yourself. Ultimately, it's a fart, but it's, it's your own. And you can learn to live with your own. Is it Brendan O'Carroll used to say that farts are like kids, you can just about stand your own? You can just about stand your own and enjoy it. And enjoy it. But I know there's there's something deeply wrong with what's going on here. What do you do? Do you go for an enema or what do you do? Because all I could think of was I'm not eating healthy for the next couple of days so I can bring stuff back down to normal. Is it it kind of much of a muchness now? I don't know. You need your woman, what's her face? Who was that one who pretended to be a doctor but she's not really a doctor so now she can just call herself like a food specialist? Julie McKee, is that her name? Who looks like a... Can rag. Yeah, she looks Wah. like one of those poops in the boxes she that does. she'd be staring at. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to any of these questions. So if anybody wants to let Dublin podcast know, please do, because I haven't got a clue. And um, and what else was it going on? I, I have a history of this, though. Did I, did I ever tell you the story about me in school with the science book? I think I must have told you. No, I, strangely, I, I may have, but then again. Because, you know, when you're young, you don't need to eat healthy. Because you're, you're young, you yeah, are Yeah, you have healthy. the metabolism yeah. of... Yeah, you are healthy. So you can turn that in your mouth. A roadrunner. Yeah. You could eat, like, you could eat the poop from a virgin goat, and it's not going to have any effect on your body. Anything at all. And I, so I was obviously hitting it. I was playing rugby and all that, I think. And uh, just hard at it. And at the time, I was going through a period in my teenage life where I was doing particularly loud and stanky farts, like I am now. Uh, but I was in school. Maybe you're going through a growth spurt. <laughs> yeah, maybe this. Maybe it's like a late forties. Yeah, yeah, forty-one in three weeks. I must be putting on another couple of inches on the head. You never know. The fingers could get bigger. Your little toesies. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, we do a little uh, mark on yeah, the wall. We'll start marking, and up. you can start. Watch how you go over the next couple of weeks. Keep going down. Drinking. <laughs> but yeah, I was in school and I was bursting for a fart, and I mean bursting for a fart, right? Uh, and I thought, right, I have a plan. Right, I have a plan. I must have told you this. No, you no, didn't. It was one of the worst. Uh, so, you know the old science books that you had and it had like physics and chemistry and biology. Yeah. Everything was the in big it. big one. So it was the big blue book oh, of yeah, yeah. science, yeah. right? It was even longer than other books because there was columns of extra information on the side. I remember that Big, book long, well. rectangular bass and yeah. everything. And uh, I thought, here's what I'll do. And this was in the 1980s in Ireland now. There was like 50 kids in the class. Not like it is now. No, there was a there was, lot of us. It was just where there was like one-on-one attention and mm. shit. So I picked it up in the air was the plan and I'd slam it on the ground you know the bang that it'd make mm-hmm. and as I hit the ground I let the fart out bang like that right and nobody'd know any different flawless that was the plan yeah. right here's what happened right so I get the book and I lift it up over my head and I smash it on the ground bang it makes a huge noise right 
everything in that room goes stone cold silent. All the kids turn around to see what the noise is. And then I just go... <laughs> it was absolutely the most mortifying... Most mortifying thing. It could, like It was terrible. It was actually fucking terrible. Do you know that? To this day, now, I'm getting goosebumps remembering the horror... That went over my head. It was absolutely horrible. And now that's why I guess this is bringing it all back. I'm in the same position. Uh, well, whatever's going on inside me, I'm I'm there again. So I have to do something, but I don't know what to do. I'm not going into my doctor to save me farts. That's a waste quid. of 50 quid. When you go to your doctor, you have to save up problems. Yeah. No point going with one. No, you have to cash in all of your chips. Cash them all in. Yeah. I'm having headaches, yeah. I'm pain in me mickey, my arm is sore of a veruca, and my farts stink. <laughs> yeah. I need a few oh, things. Oh, and my ears might need to be syringed while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done that? Yeah. you. I, Horrible. You have you ever got your ears syringed? Yeah, it's like the doctor takes out his willy and pisses in your head. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh it's god, now I have like it's just an image of because it was my old doctor who's only just retired. Of oh my god, man. I've do, oh, I, right. Okay. Seeing as though the team has turned into embarrassment in my life, I'll tell you the ultimate what wait till you hear what happened, right? So I went to the doctor to get my ear syringed. Right. right. So I went to the doctor to get my ear syringed. And I go in. I've again, like I've told you, I've saved up a couple of problems, okay. right? So I'm not going How long ago is this? This must be 15 Two years ago. ago. No, it must be at least 15, okay. 16 years ago. It's a long time. I was still a motorbike courier at the time, actually. So I went in. I have two problems, right? Uh, it was now, before I tell you what the second problem was, it was nothing, right? It wasn't an STD. It was nothing. <laughs> to say, is it one where right? they had to do the little umbrella swab? It was, well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you the story, right? But I, ha- I was just burning a bit when I went for a wee. That's the height of it. It turned out it was nothing. Swollen urethra, couple of tablets, gone, right? I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that. So I go into the doctor. Uh, my ear, I said, he's, what's the problem? My ear can't hear out this ear. I think it needs to be syringed. And when I'm going for a wee, it burns a bit. No problem. We've saved up two problems. Works out about 25 quid a problem. I can, de- I can live with it. I can yeah. live with it, right? So looks in, yeah, we need to syringe your ear. So he syringes the ear. It does feel like he's having a wee in my head. It's a oh, horrible yeah. feeling. And then he says... It's a good relief, though, after. It's good, lovely. Oh, jeez, you start that fucking noise. You, a mission, you can hear everything. It's unbelievable. It's, un- it's, it's amazing for an hour. And then you can't go to sleep that yeah. night. <laughs> You're like that. hypersensitive, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he goes, right, tell me about the other problem. And he turns his back and he walks off to his desk, right? So I'm saying, oh, look, <clears throat> when I go to the toilet, I take a wee. It burns a little bit. Uh, I don't know what it is. And then he opens his desk. Now, I'm looking at his back. He's opening his desk. And I'm opening my trousers, right? So I'm taking my trousers down. Did he tell you to take your trousers he down? Opens you just see that desk. here on volition? He opens his desk. Suzanne Kane, he opens his desk. And he takes out a spike. And like a light, like, like a knitting needle, say. Imagine a knitting needle, something like that. And then he puts this little sort of a pad thing on the top of the knitting needle. And I'm thinking, if he thinks he's sticking that in my flu, I'm going to rack it in his ear. That is not happening. I'll shove it up his fucking hole if he comes near me with that thing. Right? And then he turns around and he jumped. He got a fright. He got a fright. And starts cleaning my ear with the spike. And then goes, he never told me to pull up my trousers or nothing. Never told me. He just gave me a little tub and says, go ahead and have a wee in that a urine sample. And I swear to God, I walked to the toilet with me trousers around me ankle. <laughs> I did, because I had to sort of 
I had to make it look like I was I meant to do it I had to make it look like I thought that was the appropriate thing to do at what point in do. your life do you go the appropriate way to walk to the toilet with your cacks around your well, eyes now look in my fucking defence the toilet was like where that door is it was like right beside but I, I hop yeah do you know how short the steps you take are when your trousers are around your ankle you know how long it fucking takes to get to the room where the toilet went. it was oh, the PJ. most embarrassing Thing. The most embarrassing moment of my entire life. The most know, embarrassing f- moment of my life. To be fair, if there's been a couple. Yeah, like, but that was they, the howler. Weirdly, they all involve either your arse or your Mickey. Well, so that's where my embarrassment is. <laughs> I know that I have to get embarrassed about other things. <laughs> Everything else is pretty much fair game. <laughs> oh, God, you're brilliant. Oh, that's well, there you go. Yes, yeah, so yeah, that's Humiliation is the tone of the uh, day. This socks thing is getting out of hand. People are tweeting me looking for socks. I know, and I still haven't sent the first pair. You are right, you are me. This was going to happen. I told you not to do this. And now people are going, can I have a pair of socks? I'm like, the socks have no... And then right. someone tweeting me, me when, when am I getting my socks? Socks are nothing to do. You've started this. Which, by the way, my brother went, that's brilliant. That's that's brilliant now. That's very good. And I went, don't even look at me look for a pair of socks. Because you're not getting them. <laughs> I am going out. Uh, I'm on my work holidays. I'm going out today. I'm buying socks today. Anyone that wants a set of Dublin socks. You're off your face. Uh, they're just... No, they're at just, PJ Gallagher. At, P, at Dublin uh, Podcast on Twitter. You can and say at Suzanne4FM has nothing But you'll have to send me your address. There's lots of people saying, where's my socks? I've no, if you don't give me your address, Do you I can't know what? send you Email. Email. Because if not, you get into all DMing on Twitter. Yeah. So email. Email them. Ask Dublin... Oh, sorry, Podcast at gmail.com. Dublinpodcast at gmail.com If you want subject, give me socks. Yeah, give me socks and I'll send them straight out to you. This week, I will get the socks out to whoever so there you wants go. the Dublin And also, socks. which will happen, which always happens, is that people go backwards so they'll join us maybe in a couple of episodes down the line. Yeah. Because Chris and Wills will be sound again and mention the podcast and then they'll come back and this will regurgitate. So right. Well, I tell you, I'll give one pair of socks us. per podcast then. How about well, that? Well, you've cashed in a couple already. Yeah, well, that's so. grand. Yeah, I know, yeah. Now I'll catch and, up. Oh, see, and now then, you're changing all the now rules. Now I'll catch up with anyone that wants them now and then I'll go one a podcast after that because otherwise it'd just be too much of socks coming out of my ears. Oh, by the way, speaking of electronic things, thank you very much because I got some... Uh, tweets at Suzanne4FM uh, for my cause and I really appreciate people reaching out to me and let me know that they're there for me when I talked about my iPhone bullying me so thank oh, you I saw that yeah Vodafone by the way three tweets I actually said a friend of mine works for, for Vodafone and he, he's incredible right he's like very talented at what he do, does he's nothing got to do with the, the Twitter section of Vodafone but I actually said to him I was like Rob I was like fair play to your Vodafone Twitter people I was like they're on it they're quick they always get back and he was like oh yeah no fair play three times I've tweeted them to ask them about the iPhone CE when is it coming out can I pre-order it nothing not one single reply to them <laughs> like they, have no I- they have no idea the harassment I'm currently going through by this number 5 that's giving me awful jip they probably the don't know probably no they don't, don't. Know. I'm going to end up in a health what's wrong with or... your 5 what's wrong with that it's goosed what I do you mean to, goose, though? It's, it's completely full. I have no space on it. I have to charge it three times. I told you this last week. I have to charge it three times a day. Oh, yeah, I yeah. can't update any of the apps because there's no room for them. I can't update iOS 700 or whatever I need but for my phone. Can you not just drop up all the stuff onto the cloud, no? I don't trust the cloud. What do you mean? Now? I Why? don't trust the cloud. I'm not putting my stuff up in the cloud for anybody to be going through my stuff up in the cloud. No, I don't go through it. Put a password on it. Oh my God, says he who won't bring his fucking laptop in to get fixed and buys a new one. So don't give me crap about a cloud. I guess, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess so. Bring your laptop in. I will not. Someone will go through it. I will not. Here, my worst fear happened. (laughs) What's that? My worst fear. What is it? 
You know I love a Daily Mail story. Yeah, yeah. There was a man arrested for not returning a video in 2001, which now means I'm possibly on the fucking run. Yeah. Zig and Zag, 1986, their annual. I got it from the mobile uh, library. Never went back, PJ. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I saw that. I saw it. But then, do you know, there's another side of that as well, because when we were doing hidden camera shows, I brought back a video after 15 years as part of the hidden camera thing to a DVD rental place. I brought back a VHS. And I walked in and says, oh, I have a confession to make and I'm really sad about it. And I got this out in 1989. I think it was Three Men and a Baby. And I never brought it back. And your man just goes, what? We don't give a shit. Get out. Yeah, just get, he didn't, he didn't care. So well, that I don't just know. shows how serious America takes everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Even Trump. So now you're on the run. So you're, so te- I'm, you're I'm a fugitive. I'm a fugitive. You're harboring a fugitive. You're all listening to a fugitive. because you're a fugitive. You're and, in possession of stolen goods. And I don't even know where it is. <laughs> so you're not in possession of stolen no, goods. No, I don't know where it is anymore. You've hidden treasure. Yeah, I've hidden treasure there somewhere. So, yeah, so my Zig and Zag 1986 al- <laughs> album, it's in there. Because <laughs> what happened was, in my defence, Your Honour, was that it used to be at the end of the road and then it moved further down Willington Lane and it was too, you weren't allowed to walk down there on your own. Do you know what I mean? Far. It was too far. And then you'd be like, Dadly, bring me down to the... Mo-. It was like a Thursday evening or something. It's like, Dadly, bring me down to the... VHS mo-. tape? No, it's a book. It's from the mobile library. A fucking book? You rented a book? Yeah, the mobile library. Instead of oh, going yeah, to the yeah, library yeah. in Ballyroan, the mobile library used to come like down the end of the road so you could end and get a book. But I got the Zig and Zag album and... Uh, Oh, but then right. the mobile library moved further down to so Lime like, Killing and it was too far to go. You're like, it's not my fault. You're not getting your so book that's, back. That's my defence, Your Honour. Do you remember when you, like, if you didn't bring the VHS tape back real well and there was a 150? Oh. Fine. Imagine if that guy, what, what happened to him? He got arrested for not bringing his he video got arrested. tape back. He got off in the end. I think he got like a, he got a fine maybe or whatever. But there was a, wa- like, there was a warrant out for his arrest. Like, I'm, how uh, mental is that? I'd love if they finally got the tape back. He gets arrested and then they give him the big fine and then they say, oh, sorry, we're going to need an extra 150 and never rewound it. <laughs> See that's one of the things I don't think anybody understands is like the and then if you got and it used to have a big sticker do you remember please be, rewind be kind rewind. rewind yeah that's what it was it was steady I've got a grey hair of the week this oh, week oh amazing hit me I've got a grey hair of the week I am absolutely I cannot tell you the amount of love I have for this man I'm about to talk about now it was going to be Chris Eubank because of what he did in the corner of this young shit, fight, yeah. which I thought was just an am- Chris Eubank I've been such a fan of him for so long but what, a, what, a, what an outstanding, incredible sportsman he is. Uh. Like, he was going to be here the week until this morning, actually. Uh, because To turn around to his son and say, this fight should have been stopped. You've won you this fight. the ref, like, and everything yeah. to but stop But to say it, to like... his son in the corner, you've won this fight. You have this fight stop on it. points. You're going to keep hitting this guy like this. You're going to hurt him. Body shots. Put him down with body shots. Don't hit him in the head anymore. He was totally right. This was an ex- This guy is an ex-champion of the fucking world. He's he knows- also someone who's been there and done that and, and has left somebody and in a bad it. state. Like. So, and he just, but to step in and do it, just, the guy's just, he's a class act. He's okay. an absolute class act. So that sounded like a good hero of the week. Until, until, finally, someone from the health and safety world has done something that made me stand up on my own in my bedroom and applaud the fucking internet. I had to applaud the internet. Did you see this guy? Basically, there, there was a, a guy called Saif Eldin Mustafa. He hijacked a plane. Don't worry, he's not my hero of the week. Did you see him in Egypt? Yeah, my bastard. Well, he <laughs> he hijacked a plane and uh, it turned out it wasn't even real bomb. It was actually empty mobile phone cases in the thing. But a guy called Ben Eans, right? He's a health and safety uh, something to do with health and safety. I can't remember what his exact job is. Health and safety. What's the bleeding thing called? Officer. 
Um, anyway. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and he goes up to him in the middle of a hijack and says, can I get a picture of me? And takes He's a from, selfie. From Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Yeah, he? and he takes a selfie. Look at that picture. It's incredible. It's the most marvellous picture I've ever seen. Well, there's a man who, uh, you know, is obviously good at risk assessment because he looked at it and saw your man going, no, no, look, I'm hijacking this plane, everybody. And then he's got no <laughs> women and children get off. And then he let another couple of people off. And then he's probably gone, what's the crack? Are you all right? We're going to you want, you want Yorkshire tea? Yeah. Can you get a selfie? He's, it's just brilliant. He's, he's full account, right? I'm reading his full account. Do you have any Leeds accent? Uh, I can't. Okay. I don't know how to do a Leeds accent. I'll do it in a... No, don't. A Scottish. If you, no, if you can't do Leeds, don't do anything. Just stick to your own. <laughs> I'll do it in America. No, don't. Okay, right, okay. Just do it in PJ. Right. I'm not sure why I did it. I just threw caution to the wind, he says, while trying to stay cheerful in the face of adversity. <laughs> I thought this fucker was wearing a bomb now. When he did this. I thought he was wearing a fucking bomb, right? I figured if his bomb was real, I'd nothing to lose anyway. So I took a chance to get a closer look at it. I got one of the cabin crew to translate for me. So we went to the cabin crew and says, tell him I want a selfie. And she's like, what? You want tell, what? tell your man I want to get a picture. You know what I mean? For the phone, for the Twitter. like. <laughs> so he did that. Uh, so he goes, I got one of the cabin crew to translate for me. I asked him if I could do a selfie with him. And he just shrugged. So of course he did. What was he going to do? All right. Detonate his bomb. Uh, so I stood by him, smiled for the camera while the stewardess did the snap. To be honest, I think it has to be the best selfie ever, he says. And it is. Uh, after after about an hour and a half at Larnaca Airport, I asked her photo with him uh, as we were sitting around waiting. And I thought, you know something, why not? If he blows us all up, sure, it wouldn't matter anyway. <laughs> that was a good hero. Health and safety, man. Throwing caution to the wind. I come in week after week after week in here. Give I out give out. Them. And I never shut up shouting and roaring about the health and safety people. I think the term I use is health and safety morons. Trying to ruin the planet. And then Ben Inns from Leeds Please. steps up. And mate, I have to say, I gave him a round of applause. Round of applause. Well you are an absolute hero. Well absolute hero. He doesn't have a job anymore. I think we can safely say that. No, I bet you he does. He'll go in. He'll go into wherever he works. And they'll be like, all right, Ben, well done. Yay. And it's gas that oh, if you look at the comments on anything about it on the internet, uh, everyone's saying he's a wanker and what? he's a th- oh yeah, people say why an absolute bell end was one of the was the first comments. I, I, I love the use of the word bell end. That's so such it's an it's English always, one, isn't yeah. it? You absolute bell end. I think Irish people should embrace the word bell end. We bell don't end. use bell end or twat, but I don't think no. I also don't think that we have the brogue to cr- like to carry them off. It's like the c word, which let's not use. But the c word. So uh, one of my friends, Mike, yeah, exactly. One of my friends, Michael Greco, because he's like he's real English, and the way he says it is like. It's it's like it's re- it's it's offensive. Like it's really <laughs> offensive. Um, whereas Irish people, it's a bit more. There's a there's a softer lilt to it, and it's also the it's same. Term with, of endearment. It's not. It's yeah. It is it's, term it's, of endearment. It's, it's the same with twat. Like English people go, he's a fucking twat, and we'll just go, he's an awful twat. Again, it's a word we're not allowed to use. That and it's up there with uh, the I, same. I do use it though. I use the c word. You use the c word a lot. I do. Yeah, all I time. don't like it. But if I go, how's it going? You mad? You know. Ah, he's dead. He's a sound. I've used it talking about ex-girlfriends. I love that to death. More than ever. See, my, <laughs> if someone would know that I was very, very angry about someone, because if I refer to them as that, they know that that's... And they'll go... <sighs> yeah, I did get pulled up on it once. I did a gig <clears throat> in Canada. And I have to say, it was going... It was one of the best gigs I was ever done. Great flow. The flow. Everyone in that room, we were in it together. We were having the crack. Small room... 
Uh, oh, it's just going so well. It's just going so well. It was one of those amazing gigs. And then I used the word, as I normally would, in a set, no problem. And the real, it was like someone sucked the oxygen out of the room. Gone. Yeah. Gone. You just don't, it's a word you don't say in the States and Canada. They just, it has a whole new, yeah. whole new weight on it. What are their thoughts on gay bag? don't think anyone knows what a gee bag is outside of Ireland, to Do be honest. Know? No. I remember uh, well, Ding Dong Danny O'Reilly used to have a song called Aren't the English So Stupid Because They Don't Know What a Gee Is. <laughs> Do you mem- I remember Russell Brand used to do a podcast or he was on BBC Two before the whole other instant and whatever happened. But he had a guy who used to rap and his name was Mr. G. But like then I saw it written down and his name was Mr. G. G-E-E. And I was like, they don't get it. Like I just thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, they do not get. I See, I think English people probably listening now don't know what we're talking about. It's, about, it's a slang term for a vagina. Yeah. And I always say Mickey as well, and I forget that that's not a word of Mickey either. So which is a slang term for British a penis. And you're listening. Do you use the word Mickey? I don't think they do. There was Tweet a show on TV years ago when we or were kids. Or anywhere else in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just us. There was a show called Metal Mickey. It was on TV in Britain when we were young. Yeah. And uh, we thought that was the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. Well, I also do find it funny when an American talks about their fanny packs. Yeah, there you go, fanny packs. Your fanny is your vagina. Your it, fanny is not a pack. It's not. You shouldn't be keeping that in it. <laughs> It's not, it's not, it's for, not that. for your phone and your, your chains it's and whatnot. It's not for carrying around your collectibles. Loose change. Hang on a second. Let me check my fanny pack. You're what? Yeah. You know when you're younger, you're like, you're checking your who? My mom said you're not allowed to use that word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they God. all just, I think they could all be exclusively Irish though. Oh, I'm starting to feel so much better now. Thank God. See? I'm starting to feel so much better. That's what happens. That's what Jesus happens. Do we have any animal good. facts this week? I don't. I focus so much on being... How good mine was last week. On how good yours was. And to be honest, he kind of stumped me. And it I did. was thinking of Heroes of the Week this week. And then yeah, it was very hard. But one somebody tweeted us about like a whole list of amazing animal facts. Yes. I should have just pulled one off that, to be honest. You know what this is? This is Road. Hangover uh, Podcast. This is, you always know I'm hungover because I'm, I'm on that lowest common denominator level. I'm uh, scraping. Humor. Yeah, I'm enjoying dirty jokes again. That's how you know that I'm probably not at my full health. I'm enjoying too many dirty things. Silly old shit. Is that <laughs> not the best form? Probably. Probably the best form. Ironically, comes from a girl called Cat. Is there any? I don't know. Oh, there was a something from Yeah, Cat, she sent them. Oh, do you want to sing the song? Oh, yeah. Animal facts. Animal facts. I got those animal facts. Animal facts. Animal facts. I got those animal facts. Yeah. There you go. Animal facts. Do you what have one we about a hippopotamus or one about a hummingbird? Oh, I'm mad about hippos. Let's be honest. I prefer a hippo. I prefer a good hippo story over a hummingbird any day of the week. Okay, a hippopotamus is fast and will bring the pain. A full-grown hippopotamus is the third largest land mammal in Africa, behind elephants and rhinoceros. They are a cousin animal of the rhinoceros. The rhinoceros. Say it again. Say the rhinoceros. The rhinoceroses. Rhino. Ah, ah, don't say the full one. Rhin, rhinosaur. What is it? Say it again. Nobody calls a them. rhinosaur. That's brilliant. That doesn't look like a rhin. A oh, rhinosaur. No, rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. Rhino. Rhin, a rhino. We'll just stick to that. I, rhin, rhinos. I can say it. Go on, say it then. 
rhinoceros. Yay! Yay! It just doesn't naturally <laughs> flow, does it? Rhinoceros. Uh, their name in Greek means river horse. And if you've ever seen them swim, you can understand why. They are they're also fast on land, uh, running up to 11 miles per hour over short distances. Um, because of their aggression and their size, hippos are considered one of the most dangerous animals in Africa. But maybe they have the right to be. Oh God, this is a whole thing about them. There, are, so people are going after the habitats and whatnot. So there you go. Yeah, rhinosaur is still the best one. <laughs> a rhino. People just call them rhino. They do call them rhino. They're, is that their? That's their names. I've never heard of them called rhinoceros. You've have heard of rhinoceros. You've heard of rhinoceros. Yeah, I'm sure I have. I've heard of hippopotamus. Yeah, I like hippopotamus. Or to call them hipposaurs. No, hippopotamuses. Hippopotamuses. That's the plural, isn't it? Hippopotamuses. <laughs> rhinosaurus. A rhinoceros. A rhinoceros. A rhinoceros. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Can I just point out my cousin? My cousin uh, and his wife, Kerry. Their little boy, Oscar. <gasps> They listen to the podcast and like Oscar is, I'm going to say three, and he would have the best knowledge of dinosaurs to the point that my cousin Carrie kind of went, do you know what, maybe you and we need to sit you and Oscar down. I was like, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea, to be honest. It, the kid knows everything, everything about dinosaurs. Meanwhile, back in Ireland, I'm like, hiya. Have you seen a rhinoceros or rhinoceros rex? Shut up. Rhinoceros rex. A hipposaurus rex. Safe to say Dublin's zoo won't have me going around giving out. <laughs> a hippodocus. <laughs> and have you seen the sniffleupagus? By the way, speaking I'm of alcohol, I'm just going to say it here and let everybody involved in this because I think it could be could be good for me um, that myself and wine have split up. Oh, you've broken up with wine. That's it. It's the end of it now. Now, that's not to say that it's brother and it's sister uh, that are spirits and beer. They're, we're staying very much together. <laughs> but myself and wine, uh, we've called it a day. So it's not the alcohol, it's the sugar, is it? Or is it it's, just it's, the it's, habitual? It's probably, it's probably just the consumption. Oh, um, just and the, the amount of volumes of Are it. you one of those women that you see on TV that have a bottle of wine every day? Uh, no, I believe that's called alcoholism. Well, you know the way that's a thing. Like, oh, the binge know. drinking. Well, no, it's like it's like it, it's the sort of new alcoholism. Yeah. Where you sort of sit down and, and they, they, they have see, a, they have a glass of wine at dinner every or two glasses of wine at dinner every. Yeah, night. normally it's, it starts when the kids go to sleep, and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I have dinner, room. and then all of a sudden there's an empty bottle in the Hoover. Yeah. And you're trying to hide. <laughs> and your point is, you were saying that like it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I just say it. I see. I've it's an epidemic. Um, no, but look, that's it. It's finished. We're done. We're Good. over. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just make sure you get onto the hard stuff now. Not going to whiskey every night. Yeah. Much, much easier. Less I, calories. I always feel, feel the clear drinks. So just stick to just the, the neat vodka with the dinner in the evening. Nothing wrong with Some that. Some would think it's water. Like if anybody came in, they'd be like, oh, look, there's Susie drinking water with her dinner. She's a great. She's stink. keeping herself hydrated. Perfect. Her eyes are gone crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't make, she doesn't make sense. <laughs> Tripling gravy. She just said there's something called a rhinosaurus rex. <laughs> I'm, I think if you'll look back in the annuals of uh, animal history, you will find that there is a rhinosaurus rex. Rhinosaurus Rex. I'm, well, I'm sure at some point there must have been a crossover between the rhino sure and the Rex. Dear. Yeah, there you go. Have we covered everything for I today? Think so, yeah. I had a little bit of lack of subjects today because, well, you know, You've celebrations been drinking. and shit. We survived. We lived to tell a tale of another week. That was fun. Right. Um, don't forget to subscribe through iTunes. We're on SoundCloud as well. At Dublin Podcast is our Twitter. At PJ Gallagher and at Suzanne4FM is mine. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's always the awkward bit. I yeah. don't know what to say at the very end. So so we just finished, I wanted to sit around talking. Oh yeah, good luck. <laughs>